What's up? What's up? What's up, queens? Welcome to Queen You Were Built for This, the podcast. I'm your host, Shatoya Perry, and we have a great discussion in store. Um, we're going to be talking about finding hope and strength in times of trials and tribulations. And so, um, I didn't even do my own. Anyway, ain't going to worry about it. It's got um okay, so this is my first episode. So y'all got to excuse me because it's not gonna be perfect, it's not gonna be beautiful and all of that stuff and all of that, but it's all right, it's okay. So we're going to be like okay, first things first, I wanted to just talk about really quickly what are trials and tribulations. What are trials and tribulations? So, first thing is said is trials and tribulations is or are an idiomatic expression that refers to the challenges, difficulties, and hardships that people may face in their lives. And these challenges can take various forms, um, such as personal, professional, emotional, or physical difficulties. And trials typically refer to tests or challenges that one must endure or overcome while tribulations often imply prolonged or severe hardships. Okay, so. Thank you. So I do have a few people in my audience. I have two of my sisters that are in the audience watching. Thank y'all for coming out and supporting me. Um, so, okay, right, we're talking about, um, the differences between differences and similarities in trials and tribulations and what they are. So, um, one of the things that I researched is, is that people use, people use this phrase to describe the tough times and obstacles that they encounter in life. So it's often used to emphasize the idea that life is not always easy and that facing and overcoming challenges are a natural part of the human experience and that people may also use this phrase to re- to offer support or, or empathy to others who are going through difficult times by acknowledging their struggles. Okay, so um, let's see few examples let me say so me personally I'm I'm all right with being transparent right now I have a health issue that I'm going through right now where my iron levels and my energy levels are extremely low right so be um about completely um depleted in most cases to the point where I have about a good hour and a half or maybe two hours of worth of energy and and then I'm like extremely tired right so for me that is um according to the definition that I looked up would be considered a tribulation because it's a prolonged hardship um so or it's a um and for me at times it can be severe. So and oh goodness. 
So we know that everybody has multiple different trials and tribulations. And sometimes you can often go through more than one trial or more than one tribulation at a time. So, um, and those are in the audience, feel free if you want to put in the chat, um, if you feel comfortable with sharing a trial or a tribulation that you have faced at one point in time, or that you may feel comfortable sharing um, a trial or a tribulation that you're going through right now. So, um, because I want to use this platform as a means of encouraging others, encouraging women, so you know that you are not out here by yourself. You have sisters. Um that are going through with you or can encourage you or know what you have been going through or going have gone through, going through or will go through at some point or another. Um <laughs> so one of my sisters said dealing with my family is a tribulation. Hey, listen, it can be. It can it can definitely be a tribulation. Um, going through with family, you know, sometimes you bump heads and things don't go the way that you want them to go. So it definitely, that definitely can be a tribulation and a trial at the same time. I've definitely been there and I've definitely done that. Um, I want to share this scripture, James chapter one, verses two through four. Um, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Amen. So we have to, in all that we are going through, in every trial, in every tribulation, know that there's a purpose for the trials, and there's a purpose for the tribulations, and we may not understand them. And we may not be, um, um, I'm not going to pretend like I'm happy about trials and tribulations. So that's first and foremost. We're not always happy when we have to go through a test or when we have to go through a trial. Um, but however, we know that we could consider it joy. Now, I'm I'm working on the pure joy part, and that might be why I'm going to get, that maybe was going on in this stage of of my life right now is that God working on that pure joy part. But however, I do find myself in a place of having joy that I didn't have before. Like um, in this season of my life, not only with just my health, but also just in all kinds and other aspects as well, because I am in school and I'm a wife and different things like that. So I have to find myself in every situation, in every state that I am, giving thanks unto God and seeing the joy in those things, in those situations where I can say, you know what, God, I can still be thankful and I can still be grateful. Um, and that it does not overtake me. And so that's one of the things that we're going to be, a few of the things that we're going to be talking about today is finding things, even in these trials and tribulations, finding hope, finding strength, 
finding things to be grateful for, being able to look at the situation from a different perspective and saying, you know what, God, I'm choosing, I'm going to choose to have an attitude of gratitude. I'm going to choose to be thankful in this um, season, in this situation, and know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Um, one of the questions I got is, is being married and going to school hard? Um, sometimes, honestly, sometimes it is hard and it can be hard because we tend to look at things from a certain aspect of this is what I got to do. This is what you got to do. Um, and sometimes when you haven't had a, a a good example growing up of how to do both. So me, I didn't have a, I didn't have like that perfect example of um, a married couple in my family. And I get to see how to, um, coexist and cohabit with each other and do all the things. Okay. I'm having it should be a herd. Oh no. Okay. Let me let me see. Okay. All right. I'm sorry you can't hear me. Please let me know if you can, if it gets a little bit better. Um, um, okay, so because I can't technically switch switch out my mic while I'm talking, um, I can mute myself or unmute myself, but I can't change the mics right now. So we're gonna have to work um, work through this. Um, as well as possible. Okay, so the question once again is, is being married and going to school hard? For me in the beginning, it was hard. Um, It was because I would have to balance um, the needs of transportation, the needs of taking care of my household as a whole, getting homework done, having study time, and spending time with my husband. So, in in the beginning, I was not able to find a balance, find a, a good enough balance to where I felt like we could um we could coexist with my going to school, being him working, of course, obviously, and our marriage, and then not um cause conflict and thankfully thankfully I can say as difficult as it seemed like it was for me it didn't cause um serious static there was no there was no serious static so I hope that that answered the question and I'm not saying that it's going to be perfect and it's going to be like that for everybody because obviously everybody's situation is different and everybody's um marriage and the dynamics and everything like that 
is completely is completely different. So we can't ju- I can't base how my husband and I's um marriage and how we coexist with the different things that we do outside of the house and in the house um versus everyone else. So, okay. So you still can't hear anything. Okay. Stay. Okay, so I tried to mute myself and unmute myself. So hopefully that's better. Um, I don't know why it's being weird. Okay, so I just hit, so I probably was doing all that talking. Not live. That's interesting. Okay, so let me. Start this again. So, okay, I'm going to do a real a recap real quick of what I was talking about. Um, this is Queen You Were Built for This, the podcast. I'm your host, Shatoya Perry. We're going to be talking about today, finding hope. Um, and by the way, for this first episode, finding hope and strength in times of trial and tribulation, trials and tribulation. And we were talking about um, one of the questions that I was asked was, um, is being married and going to school hard? Because I'm in school. I'm married, of course. Um, well, not of course, because there's many people that's not going to know that. That's one of the things that you're going to be able to, that you're going to learn in our learning this evening is that I am married. I am in school part, um, not part time, but full time for the most part. And I work. So I've added on another job in the mix of this. My husband tends to work two to three jobs right now. He's only working one job. Um, And so the example of trials and tribulations, um, let me see the definition. I started with the definition of trials and tribulations, which is an idiomatic expression that refers to the challenges, difficulties, and hardships that people may face in their lives, that these challenges can take various forms, such as personal, professional, emotional, or physical difficulties, that the trials typically refers to tests or challenges that one must endure or, or overcome, while tribulations often imply prolonged or severe hardships. Okay, and so we talked about um I talked about specifically for myself, one of my tribulations right now is I have a severe iron deficiency. And so every couple of years my iron levels drop drop really, really bad. Um and so I, um, this year have come to the point where it is at its lowest. My, um, iron levels, my human is at its lowest is like an 8.3 year or something like that. The doctor said, and so I have to get iron infusions. Um, and so one of the questions was how is, um, and so I can answer that question really quickly, but I just wanted to give a real um answer that question and again and make sure that is um clear the answer to it. But to finish up the recap is that sometimes our trials and our tribulations, they while they may seem similar, 
they're also very different. It's vastly different in how it looks for each and every person. So everyone's trials and everyone's tribulations are not going to look exactly the same. And so for and so thus I gave the example of that one. Um as far as being married and going to school, is it hard? Um for me in the beginning it was a challenge. I won't say it was specific that it was just outright difficult and hard. It was a challenge because I am I do most of the driving in my family. And so I would have to get up early in the morning, take my husband to work, um, come home, get like a nap. And at the time he was working at Home Depot, so he would have to be at work at between five and six in the morning. I would come home, take a nap and try to get up and then drive off to school. And at that point in time, I was doing four classes I was doing on Tuesdays. I did two classes or no, it was either Tuesday and Thursday, or it was just Thursday. I was doing two classes on Thursday and I would have to get up five o'clock in the morning, drop in the work, come home, take a nap, get back up, go to class, come home, try to get a little bit of homework done, eat me a snack, go pick him up from one job, take him to another job, then go all the way to my evening class. And then um, from there, go and pick him up from work. Then we go home, try to get some dinners together. Um, or hopefully I was able to get the dinner done before I had to go to my second class. Eat dinner, get some homework done, do some studying, go to sleep, get back up, do it again. Um, the difficulty comes in at is finding a balance or trying to find a balance in all of those things so that you're not burning yourself out, so that you're taking care of your family, maintaining your family, maintaining your relationship with your husband, maintaining your own physical and mental health, because you can't neglect your physical and your mental health when you're trying to do for um not only yourself your household um monetary wise financially wise but also take care of yourself and your education so all of those things if not done the correct way meaning balance and having um boundaries and different things like that can be a challenge and I can say that thankfully it wasn't as challenging or as hard as I thought it was. It wasn't as much as a, of a burden as I thought it was going to be. And I was saying that I thank God that that wasn't what the case was, but I can't say that every person, every woman who's married that their um that their situation that their testimony is going to be the same outcome. Because it honestly depends on you and your husband. It also depends on if you have children, how many children you have. All of those things plays a, play a big part of um, how that challenge works or how it plays out for you all. And yes, all of the driving... <laughs> 
is a very big um makes a very big difference all of the driving definitely makes a very big difference but i thank god that we are driving um one the the first scripture reference that i um brought up was james chapter 1 verses 2 through 4 which is consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters whenever you face trials of many kind many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance <laughs> stop moving the mic i'm trying to find y'all gotta excuse me i'm trying to find a position that the mic is in that i do not feel like i'm hiding most of my face but that you all can still hear me so excuse me for moving the mic so much i'm not trying to distract y'all i'm just trying to it is distracting me honestly because i'm not used to having a mic in front of my face like this so sorry um <laughs> okay so the next oh excuse me before i move to the next part the next part within that is we talked about or i talked about also um where it talks about considerate pure joy um, I was talking about the fact that sometimes we don't know what what it it would what it looks like what pure joy looks like for it, us to know what it means to consider it pure joy um when we are facing trials of many kinds, we do know that the testing of our faith produces pure um perseverance, and that's what the Bible says, and we stand by that bible but one of the things that I found is that I am starting to have more joy now where I'm able to look at things from a different perspective now because God has opened up my understanding about certain things so that now when I have those moments where I'm extremely exhausted with having like one or two hours worth of energy for the whole day because of my iron levels is I'm saying, God, I'm still grateful that I have enough energy to do anything because there may be people who have an iron deficiency that can't do anything um, that are not. And I found myself in that place before where I just I felt like I was sleeping all day, every day. Um, when I was on my break from school, if I wasn't dropping my husband off or taking my sisters to appointments or this or that, that I was, I was asleep. You called me and I'm knocked out. Um, <laughs> okay. And I didn't find no joy in that. I didn't have any peace in that because I'm like, there are things that I want to be able to do. There are things that I could be doing. Um, I own a business that I put my business on a, on a, hiatus for right now but at that point i'm like i could have been making things for my business i could i felt like i could have been doing this i could have been studying for the upcoming school year um just all of the things <laughs> you know all of the things and so for me i didn't have joy i didn't um in those things and it was even hard for me at one point to find something to be grateful about and so one day it just kind of clicked and was like, you know what, God, I'm going to be thankful and grateful because this could be something totally different. Hello. Hey, sis. Um, are you able to hear me now? Please let me know if you can hear me. And thanks for joining. Okay. 
I'm so glad you can hear now. Praise God. Okay, so I want to talk about taking those those moments of trials and tribulations and asking God to help us to see it in a diff, from a different perspective. When we're able to look at things from a different perspective, and it's going to be a challenge, learning how to look at things from a different perspective, it can be challenging because it goes against what your natural mentality is when you ask God to change your perspective and show you things from his point of view. Um, yes, absolutely, sister. Um, Shamaj, absolutely seeing the positive in everything. And sometimes it can be difficult because what you're going through don't seem all that all that um great to be trying to see the positive in it. But the thing is, is that when we learn how to be grateful and for even the 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 small things, if we learn how to ask God to help us to be joyful in the small things and how to see things from a different perspective, it changes our outlook. Amen. Shamash says, seeing the positive in everything. And because God makes all things work together for our good. Absolutely. And that's one of the scriptures that I that I also brought up is that all things work together for the good of them who love God and are called according to his purpose. And so if you know that you're called according to the purpose of God, you're called to his purpose, then all things work together for your good. And one of those great things that I know about God is, is that he can't lie. He's not a man that he should lie. So, and then one of the other things is in the Bible is it talks about um everything that God spoke out of his mouth has to do with he sent it out to do. It has to accomplish every word that he's given. It has to do what it was sent out to do. It has to accomplish it. It has to come to pass. Um, let me see. Lady says it can be hard to be grateful, but what if you are not there in your relationship with God? Honestly, spend time in his presence. Be honest with him and yourself. One, God already knows when you're not great. He knows that it's hard for you. Okay. There's nothing that we go through that we're facing. There's nothing that is going to come to pass that comes up that he doesn't already know and that he's not acquainted with. It doesn't take him by surprise. So he knows the things that we're not grateful for. He knows was a challenge. It was hard for us to be grateful about. And so we can be honest with him. Just be straight up. God, I'm trying to be grateful. I'm, I ain't there yet. I'm trying to see the good in this situation. I'm trying to see the pos the positive in this situation. I'm trying to have this whole attitude of gratitude thing because I hear people talking about having an attitude of gratitude. I'm not there yet. I don't know how to do this. I need you to help me. And then the thing is, is when you ask him to help you, you have to be willing to be open to how that helps to how and what that help looks like. You gotta, 
if you're going to ask for it, you got to be ready. So you can even ask God, help me to be ready. Because I know if I ask you to do this, you're going to do it. Help me so that I can be ready. Help me so that my mind, my mindset can change. Because right now, I ain't feeling it. I ain't even thinking it right now. And he will do it. He's faithful to do just that because he loves us. He loves you. Okay. And so in that, you can have hope. And so I want to start talking about having hope even in during trials and tribulations. We might not be able to find the joy in it. We might not be able to find the positive in it. But what we can do is we can have hope in those moments. So what hope does is it's saying that my hope is in God. It might not look how I want it to look right now. It, my life might not be where I want it to be. My finances ain't how I want my finances to look. But you know what, God? All things do work together for the good of them who love you. All things do work together for my good. Is I have something I can hold on to, right? When you have hope, you have something that you can hold on to. Brighter days are coming. Better days are coming. The darkness ain't going to always loom over my life. The dark clouds have to roll away. The storm has to cease. At some point, it has to because it's not going to storm forever. One of the beautiful things about storms and about what it rains is, is that God shows us this beautiful rainbow that says that I promised you that I would not flood the earth again. And so because he promised that he shows us a rainbow, we have hope when we see that rainbow that God has not forgotten about his promise and he hasn't reneged on his promise towards us. Um, so we can have, have hope. And I want, if you face a situation and you've had hope or you found hope in that adversity in the chat, in the comments, please go ahead once again and share with us, with everyone, though, any moment that you have found hope in adversity. I want to encourage all of our sisters out here that they can have hope that that hope is not far off and and it might not it might seem like hope is very far from them but it isn't okay we it all all is not all is not lost mm -hmm. All is literally is not all. And is hope is not far off from us. It's not um it's not unattainable because you can obtain hope. That's that's the beautiful thing about hope is hope is obtainable. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Shamash said, 
I have hope. Hope says it's possible. Amen. Lady said, the hope that I found is in the word of God. Absolutely. We know that the word of God itself builds hope. When you read the word of God and you read about the testimonies of the women in the Bible, because that's what they are, their testimonies, they're not they're not just stories. Let's let's start by saying that. They're not just stories. What happened with Ruth is a testimony. What happened with Naomi is a testimony. What happened, you know, Ruth and Naomi, that was a testimony. What happened with Sarai when her name was switched to Sarah? That's a testimony. So, um, what happened when it came to with Hannah, a testimony. Mary, the the one who God used to bring our Lord and Savior into this world, that is a testimony. So we, there are many men, Esther, and she's one of the, and her story is one of the 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 reasons that this podcast came to came to be is God gave me spoke to me about how we're not only are we queens because he called us to be queens but we built for this we're we're built to have hope we're built to have hope that lasts we're built to to be able to do and to stand even in the midst of our trials and tribulations and i'm gonna talk to y'all about the the podcast name and all of that stuff is gonna happen at a later date i want to focus on this because this this subject, this topic is one that has been near and dear to me. And don't mind me if you hear me like kind of develop. I believe in doing revelant um, research sometimes even in the midst of a situation that God will speak to me. And tell me to look something up. Um, so that's all I'm doing. Um, I'll be pulling something up for you all in, a, in the moment. But we're talking about, right now we're talking about hope, right? And we're talking about, so hope, we can hope in God's promises. And I've brought that up as we talked about the rainbow and how we have hope that we can be assured and I hope that when God shows us that rainbow that he is continued on and with his promise that he won't flood the earth. Hope builds confidence in God's faithfulness. And let me look at these comments. Um Lady said Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 is her go-to verse right now. So let's pull that up. Let's pull it up. And I have been all up and through the Amplified version. So that's what I'm going to switch it to. Give me one second. Excuse me. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Do not fear anything, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured 
I will help you. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous right hand, a hand of justice, of power, of victory, of salvation. Amen. That that definitely stirs great hope. Amen. That stirs great hope in me. Um, let me see. Let me see. I got a cheer. Praise God. I'm gonna work on get my media for my my praise. They help me praise the Lord from going worse. Anyway, excuse me. So I definitely absolutely love, absolutely love that scripture. And that is that speaking to me definitely do not fear anything and i can even use that right now talking about me doing this podcast because doing a podcast wasn't nothing that i had plans for okay of doing of my own accord i don't like speaking in front of people y'all just a little um just a little fun fact a secret that ain't so much of a of a secret i do not like doing public speaking all that much but however if god tells me to do it I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. Amen. So <laughs> Shemai said me neither. I listen, it's not easy to speak in front of people. You be forgot your own name. Okay? <laughs> forgot your own name and your birthday. Amen. So we were talking about once again, we're talking about having hope, hope in the midst of trials and tribulations and so and we're talking about what hope does okay hope helps to sustain and we're talking about hope and right now one of the things one of the reasons why we're talking about hope is because hope su sustains us sorry my, my english don't want to english right now hope sustains us in the midst of trials okay it says hope provides strength and endurance during trials and tribulations and help believers to persevere through challenges, knowing that God is with them and that there is a greater purpose to their suffering. So there's a reason why we're going, going through it. And we may not necessarily understand the reason. Um, we may not even appreciate the reason, honestly. <laughs> but however, we know that when we go through and we share our testimonies with others, the Bible says that they overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the words of their testimony. So we're encouraging others when they see us and we are able to stand and maintain in our hope that we're, that they're able to see that like, you know what, if she can, if she can make it, if she can still stand and have hope and have, then I can too. And I love the fact that as the body of Christ, that we're able to encourage and help each other, even by being able to watch them to go through. Amen. So one of them, one of the other things, um, the same, one of the, uh, another significance of hope is it does give us um it 
an eternal perspective. And we'll get more into that later, but um, I'm going to give you a brief description of what it talked about when in, um, as far as the eternal perspective. It says, the Christian hope extends beyond this earthly life. Okay, so we know that we're living just, we're living to live again. We're not just, you know, having hope in being able to just do and, and survive on earth or anything like that. No, we we know that when we hope, we, we're believing, our hope extends to the fact that we know that we're going to have eternal life with Jesus. And if you don't know, let me, let me. Or if you're a newer, you're a babe in Christ, let me help you a little bit. We're gonna and we're gonna continue to go oh go over and go through a deeper dive of of all of this. I'm not we don't wanna leave you lost or confused or anything like that. So when we accept Jesus, when we come into this wonderful, beautiful relationship, um that we come into this wonderful and beautiful relationship with Jesus that sometimes don't always seem all that beautiful. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes we, we just be mind boggling and we, and our minds be blown a lot of the time. Okay. We are accepted into a relationship and a, a, an adoption with God into God's kingdom through Jesus Christ. We become joint heirs with him. And that's another reason why this podcast has the name that it has. It says that we are a royal priesthood, that we are joint heirs with Christ. And we know that Christ, that Jesus, he's the king. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. And because we are joint heirs with him, then we get to be kings and queens as well. Um, for us as women, we're queens, okay? Them, our male counterparts, those are the kings, praise God. And we, on that great day, when Jesus parts the sky, we get to be caught up with him and we get to be a part of that heavenly kingdom, okay? So as we'll say, we have a hope beyond this earthly situation okay it goes beyond the things that happens on the earth and ladies said we might not care about the reasons you know <laughs> if you if look if that's where you are in your relationship and you don't care the reasons why you're going through your trials and tribulations then praise the lord <laughs> if you're not bothered by them and not caring praise jesus because not all of us can say that praise god um okay and then another significance is prayer and trust ultimate restoration and prayer and trust i kind of want to put those together so it says christian hope includes the belief in the ultimate restoration of all things it's the it is the expectation that god will make all things new and that his kingdom will come in its fullness bringing healing and reconciliation to a broken world and i believe we already have that if you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you have that. We have his fullness. And now we might be waiting on the manifestation of it um, because stuff takes time and we make choices and decisions. Um, but I believe that we have that complete wholeness. Amen. And then prayer and trust 
Hope is expressed through prayer and trusting God's plan. We pray with hope, seeking God's guidance and intervention while trusting that his will is ultimately best. And so when you say we might not care about the reasons, I I, I can understand in that in that realm right there where I just read that ultimately his will is best. And so I can understand not um but what happens if you don't have Jesus in your life like that? Honestly, because everybody has gone through that moment at some point in time or another where our relationship, our faith is not as strong as, as anybody else's might look like. The first things first is don't compare your relationship to somebody with God with somebody else's. That's first and foremost. We don't compare relationships because God's relationship with each of us is different. So God himself is relational. Jesus himself is relational. He desires to have relationship with us. He desires for us to talk to him, to dwell with him, to pray. Pray is conversation, by the way. Um, just having a just a, a regular conversation. That's prayer. Having just that one-on-one time. Okay. And you can build up that, you can build that up. It might not be perfect right now. It might not, like I said, it might not look like Sister Susie's down the down the lane. And if your name is Susie, this is I'm I'm not talking about you. This just happens to be the first name that popped up in my head. Um just for station identification purposes and disclaimers. I'm not talking about Sister Susie down the lane. Um, but however, it's a process. And one of the things that I encourage my young sisters in Christ that I come across that God allows me to get a chance to meet and get to know is you take it one day at a time. If you have to take it, you take it an hour at a time and begin to develop a relationship with him. You can ask him to help you to develop a relationship with him. He's always there. He's always listening. So one of the things is, is that we move away from him. He doesn't move away from us. And when you begin to understand that he's right there, that he's never leaving you and he's never forsaking you and that he desires to have this great relationship with you. When it begins to click in your heart and your mind that I get to have this relationship with you and that you love me beyond anything, that I can talk to you just like I talk to my sister on the phone, that I can I can trust you. You're a dependable God, right? That it starts to develop and you start finding yourself talking to him and talking to him more. You start finding yourself wanting to be in your word more. Okay. So it's a process. One, we don't beat ourselves up for not having this perfect relationship because it's not always going to look perfect. It's, it's not going to always be a perfect relationship. We get upset 
and understand that he's not afraid of your upset feelings. He's not upset when you get pissed off. He can handle it. He can handle all of that stuff. So I would say if that's where you find yourself at and you don't have Jesus in your life like that, ask him for a desire for more of him. Ask him and he'll give it to you. Straight up like that, he'll give it to you. And I got my sisters in this chat um, asking me some deep questions this evening. Um, <laughs> thank you. Praise God. I'm glad it was a great answer. Let just my chair because it keeps wanting to slide down on me. I'm feeling like a shrimp in this chair. Amen. So y'all gonna see me bloopers and everything and it's okay. Praise the Lord. Um. So we want to talk about the next scripture that I want to talk about is Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Romans chapter 15, verse 13, and it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So that's a key thing. The Holy Spirit will help you. Lead you, guide you, comfort you, strengthen you, help you endure. So a lot of what I'm talking about, for those who do have the Holy Spirit, we know that the Holy Spirit is dependable. The Holy Spirit ain't going nowhere, okay? <laughs> we don't want to grieve him, but he ain't going nowhere. So we know we can ask the Holy Spirit to help us. When we don't know what to do or how to do it. And the Holy Spirit is a part of the God here. So when I'm talking about God and I say Jesus and I say Holy Spirit, I'm they're synonymous names for one of I believe in one God eternally existing in three persons, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So next question is what is the Holy Spirit and how do you get it? Well, one, the Holy Spirit is not a it. Although the Holy Spirit is the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit is a part of the Godhead, which I've just mentioned. And you get the Holy Spirit or you receive the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is given to us by God as a gift. And we simply ask that, well, one, you have to be, you. it helps if you've asked Jesus to come into your life. Because Jesus is the one who said that after this, you shall receive a comforter. Like after I go and I go to prepare a place for you, then I'm going to send you a comforter. And the Holy Spirit is that comforter. And it's literally as simple as asking God for his spirit, asking God for his presence. Now, everyone... And I do believe that everyone has the Holy Spirit on the inside of them already. Now, how it's activated is a different story. Asking God to activate his spirit, his Holy Spirit within you. I believe that is a totally different story. And then you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So I know some people who refer to it as an activation. I'm Pentecostal. I believe in the baptism 
of the Holy Spirit. Um, so different reformations mention it different, mention the baptism of the Holy Spirit differently. But honestly, it's as simple as asking God to fill you with his presence. And then in the Pentecostal church, we tarry for the Holy Spirit. We tarry. Um, and a lot of non-denominational churches, that's how they do it as well. We tarry for the Holy Ghost. It means that we, we especially if they have like a revival service or something like that, and we just... Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, until you get filled with the Holy Spirit. So that, so I hope that's that. And um, I hope that answered that question. And I may, you may hear me laugh or giggle a little bit. It's because I honestly wasn't expecting to answer that question, to receive that question this evening. Not on the first, um, on the first episode, praise the Lord, but it is what it is. Praise God. Um, let's see, did I make sure I didn't miss any comments? Nope. Okay. Praise God. I didn't miss any comments. So we were talking about hope and the hope, hope can help you and I, I like normally like to use hope and then hope and faith together. Although hope and faith are different, hope and faith, they're different. But I normally use them together when I talk about them. I talk about hope and faith together. So hope, we talked about hope as being what gives us a means to to hold on or to sustain whereas faith faith helps us to see the unseeable okay when i say the unseeable i mean it helps us to be able to say okay hope says it's possible I'm going to use my sister Shamanja's, her answer to hope. Hope says it's possible. Faith makes it seeable. When, when hope only says it's possible, faith makes it seeable. It makes you able to see it regardless of if you see, you think that it could be possible. Okay. So the Bible says that faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, right? So we talked about that's that hope. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, but it's the evidence of things that are not seen. Okay. So faith makes you able to see things that everybody else can't see. And my sister Shemaya said that faith activates hope. Sanamana. 100% agreeance with that. It's an activation, right? And so we can talk about, well, if my, my um, English want English, right? 
So talking about, now we're going to talk about faith and because I want to join those can't really join them together because I already talked about hope, but okay. So this is well, not this is, but this and the the scripture my my reference scripture Hebrews chapter eleven verse one. That's where you can find that at my um reference scripture for faith. Now faith, and the way that they wrote it, and I do not know what version this is because it didn't. Um, I forgot to write down the version of the Bible this is, but it says now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Now faith is confidence in what we have hoped for and assurance about what we do not see. So that means that we can not only are, do we activate our hope or we have confidence in what we hoped for, we 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 can be confident in it. It's gonna happen. Okay? I don't think it's gonna happen. I know it's gonna happen. And then we can be assured in it. We can be assured in it. I'm not even worried about it. I know it's gonna happen. I know that these trials are going to come to an end and sooner than later i can i can be confident in that right and then there's this thing that happens when your faith gets activated and when 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 all of that starts working together it's this thing for me that happens anyway is that i begin to this joy that's when this joy comes for me that's when I'm able to to have joy in the situation. Because it's like, okay, I see how, okay. And I see how that can work together. Okay. And then it does. It changes your perspective of how things are working and how things could work. It changes that. Let's see. Has anybody had a moment where their faith caused their perspective to change and how they saw things to change? It can't, it, it can't be just me. So one of the moments, and I'm going to talk about one of my moments. One of my moments was, honestly and truthfully, was the moment that that I for sure knew that God told me to start a podcast, okay? And like I said, at first I was like, who's starting a podcast? I, I can't start no podcast. I don't have nothing to say. Um, That was my initial mentality. I don't have nothing to, I don't have nothing to say. It's not going to be successful. And it's just, I'm... I mean, I'll help somebody else if they want to do it, but I'm myself, I don't, I don't, um, I don't think so. I don't think that's going to be, a, um, I don't think that's going to be something that's going to work out. 
or so and and God was like, um, you can and you will. And I was like, okay, I don't see how this go. In my my perspective, I couldn't see um I couldn't see how that was gonna I I didn't see how it was going to work out. My my schedule, my health, my everything. Um, I didn't see it. I did not see how that was going to work out at all. And God was like, you trust me? And I'm like, of course I trust you. I don't necessarily... um. I don't see um, how me trusting you have anything to do with this. And it was like, okay, well, if you trust me, then I'm going to work it out. Don't worry about your health. I'm going to work that out. Don't worry about your schedule. I'll work that out. Um, All that good stuff. I'll work it out. And I was like, okay. And then I sat on it for a while. Because this, like I said, this is not the first time that I've had stuff with my health to, to come up. Um, I sat on it and I was like, okay. Because I, honestly, I wasn't necessarily sure about, okay, was that really God telling me to start a podcast or was it myself? Um, uh, so God brought it back up again and I was like, okay. And then I started talking to my husband about it and he was like, you sure? And I was like, yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what I said. But I was like, yeah, I'm sure. Cause that's what he's just like the second, I think I'm sure it's like the second time I, um, it got brought up and then some time passed again and it got brought up again. And not only did God bring it up again, but he did not let me leave the house until I made the podcast, um, until I made it, until I made the page, until I signed up and everything. And then I still was like, I was in disbelief. (laughs) My faith was doing something that my mind could not catch up with at all. And I, I was in disbelief. And then I had another sister. We were um, we were doing a nightly encouragement. And afterwards, my, another one of my sisters, she was like, it's so funny because when we were all talking and everything, I, I saw a podcast. And I was like, all right, God. Okay. Okay, Jesus, I see it. And so my faith said, you know what? I got it. I'm going to do it. So I started doing research. I started researching different trials and tribulations, different topics. I started praying and asking God what to talk about and how to talk about it. And my perspective began to change. And I went to a service and at the service, Esther came up twice. 
on the first day that I went to this um to this women's convention, Esther was the the theme, the subject twice, talking about Esther, and then the the last night of the convention, Esther was brought up again. And then another sister of mine, she came and God used her to to minister to me about it. And when I say by the time tonight came, my faith said not only is this going to be something that I can accomplish and I will accomplish, but I'm going to make sure that my sisters, my my sisters my these other beautiful queens are not going to feel or they're going to have hope even if they do feel the way that I felt they're going to have hope that it's not going to take them as long as it took me to get over amen and then lady said I don't see a I don't foresee a podcast in my future lol <laughs> um, I'm sure she's talking about me I did not I did not foresee a podcast in my future though um so finding the strength within i want to talk about finding the strength within is our next part of this is finding strength so we have to talk um when we find our inner strength or when we and part of, and I did touch on that part, touch on inner strength partly already when I mentioned the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit, we receive inner strength. <laughs> Y'all don't be laughing at me. <laughs> but I can honestly tell you a lot of the people that I've seen, a lot of the people that I've, um, that I've even seen their testimony, have heard parts of their testimony has been uh I don't see that being something that I'm gonna do as a part of their testimony and then next thing you know bam is happening um my adversity that I had to have faith faith in the in the um in the midst of um was my health and my schedule excuse me my 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 health and my schedule and not only did God work out my schedule but he also worked out is working out the health issue because here I am here I am and I wanted to talk about a few other women in the Bible who demonstrated faith in the midst of adversity um first that I'm going to mention is Esther. Esther showed great courage and faith when she risked her life to approach the Persian king to save her people, the Jews, from a plot to annihilate them. Okay, so we're going to talk about this for a second because at that time, and she really did risk her life, you could not approach the king the Persian king, without him sending for you. And Esther, it came to a point where if I die, I die. I'm going to steal 
do what I have to do. And if I die, then it is what it is, right? Um, Sarah, and I mentioned Sarah before, Sarah, the wife of Abraham, just demonstrate, excuse me, faith when she believed God's promise that she would bear a child in her old faith, then in her old age, excuse me. And then she gave birth to Isaac, fulfilling God's covenant. Now she had some, not only she, she had a, a little bit of something extra in there because she didn't believe, she laughed when God first, when, when God first sent the angel to speak to them, she laughed. Okay. Sarah wasn't all in at first. Okay. She laughed when she heard that she was supposed to have a baby in her old age. And then not only that, but she, she went about trying to, to figure out how it was going to happen on her own and didn't appreciate the end of the ending of that. Okay. And then, but in the end, in the end, she fulfilled the will of God concerning God's covenant. It was fulfilled. Her and Abraham, they had a son, Isaac. We talked about Ruth. Um, briefly, I mentioned Ruth, Ruth and Naomi. So Ruth was the daughter-in-law to Naomi. And it says their Ruth's faithfulness and devotion to her mother-in-law, Naomi, is a well-known story of loyalty and trust in God. And she eventually became one of the ancestors of King David. Okay. So I'm going to go beyond that. She said, and she was not um, Jewish by any stretch of the imagination. She said, your people will be my people and your God will be my God. That's how that's how her faith moved for her. She she let go of everything that she knew and everything culturally that she grew up doing, okay? That she knew culturally growing up. And she forsook that, forsake it, forsook it. And she took and said, God, your people would be my people and your God would be my God. Um, so the next praise, we're going to talk about finding, um, and I mentioned it earlier, talking about inner strength. So the Holy Spirit is what gives us the ability to have inner strength and the resilience that we need in order to continue on. So I just want to encourage you all that, like, not that like Jesus, um, encourage y'all that y'all are able to stand you're able to stand and it's something as as simple as asking god to help you to stand now i won't necessarily ask to tell you to ask god for strength or patience for that matter because there's going to be opportunities in which they're going to present themselves for you to be patient and to be strong but I will encourage you to ask God to help you to stand. Okay. And you were, you were built to be able to stand. You were built to be able to 
press on to continue. Our reference for this, our scripture reference for this is, I can do all, all this through him who gives me strength. Or in other words, the other version, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I don't know what version of the Bible that is. And know that you can seek support. Okay, you can ask, you may have some sisters or you may be able to be connected or um, God will bring you sisters or people who are able to help you. Okay, even if, and I'm not going to say seek support from friends or family because sometimes you may not have friends or family that are able to help you, but God will send you who you need. Ask God. He will open up a door and he will make a way. He will he will bless you with a community of sisters who can and will help you. Amen. And so I know I have sisters on here that are able to help. And I would like to extend the invitation to network if you need networking or anything like that. Because we're better together. Ecclesiastes 4 and chapter 4 verses 9 through 10. Two, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them fall down, one can help the other up. Amen. And then we and then I encourage you all to take to take steps and ask God to give you strategies so you can be proactive. And take proactive steps in your lives. Okay. Proverbs chapter three, five, three, chapter three, verses five and six says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, or lean not to your own understanding, depending on the version that you're reading. In all your ways, acknowledge him or submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Make your path straight, or lean not your, to your own understanding and in all that ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. Okay. So. That is. That's our episode for today. I want to tell you all that. In regards to all of this. You're able to stand. It might not feel like it. It might not seem like it. Some days are going to be better than other other days. You're going to. You're going to have some ups and downs and you may even have some round and rounds. Okay. But you're able to stand. You were built for this. You were built for this. Amen. So thank you all for joining me. I appreciate your time and I'll see you next time. Queen, you were built for this.